What's going on, everybody? Leo Cannell here with the Seven Figures Club podcast. Today's episode is going to be a memorable one, one that you may listen to more than once because we're going to be talking about how to rebound from massive failure, even bankruptcy as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as someone aspiring to build a dream life. We're going to talk about the importance of owning your dirty shit. That's right. I said own that dirty shit. It's yours. Nobody else's. And the importance of making mistakes one time and not repeating them. We're going to talk about the importance of creating new plans, goals, redefining what your dream business and life should look like. We're going to talk about asking yourself, who do you really want to be? Who are you? What is at your core, your identity that you want to create for yourself? Who do you want to be like when you grow up? And take massive daily action over time and you will get there. There are over 32 million businesses in the U.S. and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales. So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi-seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go. All right. So hope you guys are having a fantastic day, week, month, and making 2021 your breakthrough year. Obviously, we're now into the month of February, and we just had the Super Bowl. And, you know, Tom Brady is so good at kind of building out these life stories, experiences, and lessons. Nobody teaches a better lesson through sports, I don't think, than Tom Brady. I remember a few years ago when the Patriots were down, what was it, 28-3 to the Atlanta Falcons and came back and won that game in overtime I mean, I had even turned that game off. I was sure that they were done. And I think a lot of people felt the exact same way because three quarters of the way through the NFL season, which was definitely unique with the pandemic, there Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were at 7-5. and They're barely having a winning record. They hadn't really beat any quality teams. Everybody had written them off. They were not competing for a Super Bowl. No way, no how. They then were able to win their last three or four games, go into the playoffs with some momentum, and in order for them to make it to the Super Bowl, which was, as it turned out, in Tampa Bay, he was going to have to basically, you know, they were going to have to win three games on the road, and then after winning three games on the road, then they were going to be able to you know, play the Super Bowl at home. So amazing adversity. They are a brand new team. All these uh, pieces being put together. Gronkowski, Tom Brady. They bring in uh, running back Leonard Fournette. And, and these guys have never all played together. And then they don't even get a regular offseason to learn the offense, to work together. And yet Tom Brady tries to bring them all together into parks. He's getting kicked out of parks because they're supposed to be, you know, home for the pandemic. And just a crazy, crazy, uh, you know, preseason and, and training camp that they everything's different. And yet they're able to work their way through it with incredible dedication, work ethic, right uh, mind frame they're able to deal with these failures as steps along the way lessons learned that are going to eventually lead to massive success and the ultimate price and 
Even then, even getting to the Super Bowl against Kansas City, who won the Super Bowl last year, who has the most talented quarterback in the history of the game. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is out of this world. At 25 years old, he's got the mind, the capability, the talent. He's got the weapons around him with Travis Kels and, and uh, Tyree Kill and an amazing coach and Andy Reid. And yet, Tom Brady and the Bucks go in there under his leadership, his guidance. Tom doesn't throw any interceptions. The one he did throw got uh, taken away from a penalty. Throws three touchdown passes. Gronk hadn't scored a touchdown all postseason. Scores two big touchdowns. And the defense steps up for the Bucks, and just that defensive line shuts him down. So my point in all this is Tom and the Bucks dealt with a lot of failure. And, and in last year with the Patriots, oh, yep, Tom's done. He's slowing down. He's not making good decisions. He, his arm doesn't seem to be the same. And then he comes back, and guess who throws the most deep, successful passes in the 2020 season? Well, it's Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, I just read his book, uh, TB12. I'm, uh, I just bought all of his supplements, added it to my workouts and everything I'm doing, learning about pliability. How can you go wrong with this guy? Just absolutely amazing, the success that they've had. But the most amazing thing is his ability to rebound from failure. The guy didn't even start quarterback almost his entire college career at the University of Michigan. I mean, he's backing up Brian Greasy, who wins a national championship. He's uh, competing against Drew Henson, a really talented guy who was drafted by the Yankees who played football. I remember that. And so Tom never, he's dealing with failure all throughout. He's one of the very last picks in the NFL draft, and yet he's so driven. No one works harder. It's every day, right? It's every day. And I think that's one of the big keys in today's topic, rebounding from massive failure, even bankruptcy, and what it takes to rebound from those lows. And it is, it's a commitment that you make to yourself every damn day and you follow through it. The, the first step, first step is we all go through failures and we have to look at them as lessons learned. Talking to one of our previous podcasts with business coach Craig Wilds, and that's what he talked about. Hey, it's it's uh, lessons learned, and they can be painful, painful lessons. You know that you learn, and the first thing that you've got to do is you've got to own your dirty shit because it's yours. It's nobody else's. The mistakes made. There were circumstances surrounding those that maybe you didn't have some control over, but ultimately you must assume control. You are the captain of your ship, of your destiny, and the mistakes made and the results that you've gotten are yours and yours alone. And so you will not play the victim. You will not blame them on a bad economy. You will not blame them on anybody but yourself. And as I think back to some of my biggest failures, as I started... You know, my first business I started at age 25. It was a it was a mortgage business. We were helping people get mortgages and buying homes and refinancing mortgages, and built up to uh, maybe a dozen loan officers in our office, and uh, we're the youngest ones in the office. My partner and I, and uh, just going through you know a lot of uh, growth, and we see a lot of success, and we have a multi million dollar business really within uh, about 18 months. 
and uh, and then we take the next step. Well, let's invest all of our earnings and other uh, efforts into real estate investments. And perfect timing, right? We're doing this loading up on real estate in 06 and 07 and starting to make some money in one of our big properties. You know, we buy it out of a divorce situation for 1.3, we put 300 grand into it, sell it for $2 million, and we get this this very inaccurate sense that we can't screw up, that we can't lose, and we start making taking big risks and we are not making the right decisions to build our businesses. We're not we're not educating ourselves. I'm not reading the right books. I'm not reaching up and getting mentoring and growing. And I'm resting on my laurels and thinking I've got it all figured out. And when that real estate market tanks, boom, millions of dollars lost, everything that I'd worked for up until that point gone. Uh, I start another business. It does well for a year or so. And uh, then and it's a, it's, a, it's a trading business, currency trading, and then some struggles there. And ultimately, at the end of the day, with all these millions of dollars of properties that I was not able to sell, mortgages I was not able to pay, I am forced into bankruptcy. 100% my fault. Instead of buying the properties at $100,000, $200,000 a pop, where there's so much less risk, you can rent those out. I'm taking obscene risk, buying million-dollar-plus homes, and you can't rent those out to cover the payment, especially in a, the biggest recession that we've seen in a really long time. And at that time, guess what I'm doing? I'm blaming everybody. The worst economy ever, the first time real estate is tanked. And these things are factual to a certain extent, but I'm the one responsible, and they could have been avoided. And the biggest mistake I made was instead of focusing all my attention on, okay, it's time to go back to work. It's time to generate sales. It's time to read the right entrepreneurial books, buy the courses, invest in myself, and go down this journey of self-improvement, which leads to entrepreneurial success in the future. Instead, I'm blaming everybody. I'm blaming everyone I've done business with. I'm blaming you know, the real estate market. I'm, bl I'm blaming the government. It's all always someone else's fault, but it's mine. And when I finally take ownership of these mistakes that I've made that have put me in the terrible situation I'm in and I own my dirty shit, now I can actually move forward. Now I can read, you know, uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Now I can read How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, and I eliminate complaining. I was such a baby bitching all the time, complaining, criticizing. And when I eliminate that, those complaints and the criticisms, and I start to master who I am, and I start to create goals, and I make a commitment to work at my craft every single day, then I start another business and uh, does really well, helps people out of foreclosure. And about a year and a half in, I realize it's time. That's not the business I want to be in long term. So then I get into business funding and fast forward, you know, to maybe $10 million uh, later in, in sales and revenues. And well, probably closer to 12 or 13 at this point. And and it didn't happen by chance, though, right? I had to understand that if I'm going to make a mistake, I made a commitment that I'd make it once. I'm not going to repeat the same mistake again, right? And then you begin to create new plans and goals, and you redefine, well, what does my dream life look like? Because if you don't intentionally and deliberately think about the life you want to create for yourself, I promise you won't create it. If you don't 
intentionally and deliberately you know, take time to meditate and think about what does your dream business look like, you won't do it. And a lot of the times for me, I find it's, it's building that dream business that sort of coincides with your natural gifts and talents. And trust me, you've got them. There are things that you do well. And the things that I did well, I started to recognize people would ask me, you know, what's the right decision to make financially here and there? What's the best way? And it ultimately almost always came back down to financing and loans and taking out, uh, you know, loans and how do you do it the smartest and best way possible? And people just always came to me because that's what I was good at. That was the skill I developed. I had the, the natural math skills to see solutions that most people didn't and things that I thought were normal were not. And that was what I began to build, you know, my dream business and dream life about was business financing and funding and getting money for businesses and putting people in a better situation and teaching them how to move expensive debts over to cheaper accounts, even 0% interest accounts for up to 15 months and putting themselves in a position to succeed and then becoming a student of entrepreneurship and generating sales and marketing and sales funnels and social media marketing and creating valuable offers and products and differentiating your products and services to be better than the mediocre competition and delivering amazing value and learning that you have to always agree with the customer even when they're not right agree with them and then help take them to where the truth is and where the solutions are and then you have to ask yourself who do you want to be at the end of the day and a lot of that is done by modeling right you're going to have to reach out and start figuring out all right who can i model the most difficult thing to do is to kind of you know create something that uh, that no one has ever done in a similar field but when you can model after someone who's done something similarly and then you know follow their journey and path you know sub read their books subscribe to their youtube channel listen to their podcast that's where you can make tremendous progress and become and create businesses and success similar to those who you admire and so i've gone got a lot of journeys with this, right? I remember initially, I really started to follow Gary Vaynerchuk a lot, Gary V. And the, the guy dominates on all social media channels. His social media agency is probably worth a billion dollars at this point. His goal is to buy the New York Jets. And he provides amazing value and amazing you know, true life, uh, personal development principles, talks a lot about emotional intelligence, th talks a lot about creating value, giving more value than you receive, and that's how you grow. As I'm studying Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, I'm just learning so many different things about marketing and sales and how the new business and economy works with social media. And then, uh, and then later when he came to Utah, I was able to sponsor an event where he was the keynote speaker and, and meet him and ask him questions and, and have a VIP lunch with him and, and, uh, and learn a lot of different things and understand also that everything that he preaches that works for him may not always work it the same way in my business. And my values and principles might be slightly different than his. For example, 
Um, he, I was talking to him about doing joint ventures, and I was asking this question in front of an audience of a couple thousand people, and I'm like, dude, people are always asking you, hey, give me some money for my business. Well, what if you just gave him my book about the business funding formula that would help them get money for their business? He shut me down and said, what the F's the matter with you, you know, to play to the crowd. But uh, ultimately, when I got the chance to, you know, through one of my partners, ask Grant Cardone to do the same thing, guess what? He said, hell yeah, I'm going to do it. And we funded a lot of Grant Cardone's clients. We sponsored a growth con. And so different things, right? Didn't work with Gary, did with Grant Cardone. And so I'm not quite as aggressive as Grant on pushing a hard sale, but I'm not also quite as, you know, value 500 times and never asking and asking people to move forward because people that pay, pay attention. And then that led to, you know, after I studied Grant Cardone for a lot, and then I started studying Russell Brunson and a lot of his sales and marketing tactics. And now I'm following Patrick, but David, uh, more than anyone who's done something very similar that I want to do, he's got about 15, 16,000 insurance agents. And my goal is to do the exact same thing with business funding, to have 15, 16,000 funding agents serving the 30 million business owners in this country and funding a billion dollars for them and creating jobs. And uh, we're up to about uh, 1,200 funding partners. Now we need to 10x that over the next year or two. And we've got a lot of amazing things coming up to do that. And so as I look at this journey from, you know, being bankrupt to building, you know, businesses that have generated over $10 million, it's now my, my third multi-seven-figure business uh, that, uh, that we're in the process of building. And, and I've learned from each business what to do better and to, to avoid the same mistakes and continue to build. And so for me, entrepreneurship can be can be a lonely journey sometimes because everybody doesn't have your drive, your commitment, your vision. And so there are times where you're depressed. And when you get that depressed down nature, the first thing you got to do is stick to your values and principles. And as you go across and you follow all the different successful entrepreneurs out there, it's avoiding negativity. It's focusing on solutions. It's acknowledging a problem and then moving forward and, and innovating until you find the right method, the right formula for success. And that, my friends, is, is how it's achieved. But when I'm at my lowest and most depressed point, that's when I pull out my journal, my goal journal, as I call it, and I'll sit down and I'll be like, what are my goals for the next year, for the next month? And I'll write those out and nothing seems to make me feel better or come out of a funk quicker and easier than sitting down and writing down those goals and then envisioning and making sure that the tasks that I set my, for myself each week, each day are taking me closer to the long-term goals that I have in my dream business and my dream life. And when you do those things, it makes a big difference. And so I think about in 2020, even though it was tough to travel, I knew I wanted to, to take my family back to, to Playa del Carmen, uh, south of Cancun there, and get another eight days, seven nights in. And fortunately, was able to make that happen and had to make a lot of big pivots because in the first couple quarters of 2020, we were heading the wrong direction, but we were able to make those pivots, changes, focus on those solutions and eventually find the right path forward to rebound and have a really strong second half of 2020 while so many businesses were struggling. And our mission is different where we're helping our focus is to keep businesses in business, 
by getting them access to funding and capital that without they might go out of business or they certainly won't be able to grow and hire more people. And so that's, uh, that's what's uh, awesome about the space that we're in. But as, as you think about yourself and maybe you've gone through some mini failures, some micro failures, maybe you've gone through massive failure like I have, the formula to rebound is the same. Own your dirty shit. Don't be a victim. Take complete responsibility for your failures. And then don't don't put them on yourself like this massive burden. Let go of it. And what can I learn from it? Because there are amazing lessons to be learned. Create new plans, new goals. Redefine that dream business, that dream life. Figure out, make sure you're in the right industry, the right business. Please be in a recession-proof business. Assess, am I in a pandemic-proof business? Am I in a recession-proof business where even if things slow down, I'm going to stay busy? Ask yourself, who do you want to be? Who can you model out there? Who can you study and learn from? And then take massive action daily over time. And my friends, you will get there. So hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, I really enjoyed sharing the message with you, and it's one I certainly could have used about a decade ago when I was really struggling. But hopefully, if you're out there and you're going through that difficulty, realize it's just a very minuscule time in your life overall where things are not going well, and you can change it so fast. Just in the snap of a finger, everything can change, but it starts with you, your mindset, your mind frame. It starts with what you're putting into your mind. So Eliminate the news, eliminate the negativity, and focus on the solutions. Read the right books, follow the right entrepreneurs, and success will be yours. Are you looking for more seven-figure secrets, content, or even how you can launch your own recession-proof business? Then check out sevenfigures.com. That's the digit seven, F-I-G-U-R-E-S.com, where we share more videos, stories, strategies, funding solutions, entrepreneurial education, and even the secret business type that's recession-proof. Thank you for listening, and if you're finding value in our podcast, please give us a five-star and invite others to join the club.